Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the action of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirit of Dragon in the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that doctor, homie. Fuck that. Black me. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. DJ Hyde, fuck you. It is Wednesday, November 11, 2015. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jake Al Morris. Um, look, man, I took off last week. I'm, I'm getting in the habit of doing this every two weeks shows. And uh wasn't really planned that way. Last week I had planned to have um, JT done on the show. I had a whole interview lined up, all my questions, everything like this. Uh, something came up and he had to uh, postpone the interview. So, um I just I wasn't prepared to do a solo show. I had some things to rant and rave about, but it wasn't really going to make up a lot of time, especially because, um, you know, I already had planned the interview and everything else. So um, I was going to do one later in the week, and then I ended up just saying, fuck it. Um, like I said, I've been, I've been doing a lot more of that lately. I, I, don't, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. But um, so anyway. This uh, this coming weekend, I'm going to talk a little bit about this in the beginning and more about it in the end, too. But um, uh, this weekend coming up is the 19th anniversary show and also a memorial show to Fat Frank in uh, Jersey All-Pro. It's in Rawway, New Jersey, and um, 
I mean, it, it, it's going to be the biggest indie show of the year. Uh, the building is going to be absolutely packed. The emotion in that building is going to be completely unmatched. Um, what Fat Frank meant to independent wrestling and means to independent wrestling as a whole, the foundation that he laid, the relationships that he, you know, created over the years, um, you know, I, I think this is going to be translated into the product that you see on Saturday for Jersey All Pro Wrestling. And, and that's not something you can just create. That's not something you can fabricate. Um, it comes along, you know, once in a lifetime, and this is because of a man who was so special in Fat Frank. And, um, you know, there's so much legitimate passion and emotion that's going to come out of these guys to tribute Frank. And, you know, what a show they have lined up. I mean, you go all the way top of the card. I mean, you can't mention this card without mentioning Low-Key versus Rey Mysterio. First time ever, dream match. Um, you know, amongst the people that Loki is attributed with um, as inspirations, Rey Mysterio was one that I always remember coming up in Loki's interviews. And, um, you know, first time ever able to do this. There was thoughts of um, – there was supposedly a big plan in the WWE to even bring Loki in, or Cabal, what you want to call him. Um, and supposedly the ultimate goal was to feud him with Rey Mysterio. Well, Rey ended up with all sorts of issues and um, injuries and stuff during the time where they were really trying to build Loki, and it it just never came to fruition. Um, So I I think, um, you know, in a lot of ways, this is just a long, long time coming, this match, and um, this this is going to be big. I mean, it's going to be one of those matches that you talk about for years to come, and um, these these guys are really going to go all out. I, I know this. Um, you got the LAX of Hernandez and Homicide versus EYFBO, which is um, you know part of Team Pazuzu, and um, you know Angel Ortiz and uh, Mike Drastic have been killing it. They've been all over the place, uh, you know, doing big big things. And, um, you know, to go up against LAX, the Homicide and Hernandez, um, that, that's going to be pretty fucking huge. Um, yeah, MVP versus Monster Mac. That should be a big collision there. Um, definitely looking forward to seeing, you know, uh, that. Um, you know, uh, Monster Mac kind of did like a heel turn at the end of the last show and turned on Loki. Um, so, you know, as he, he wants Loki, part of the uh, the beatdown clan is uh, MVP. So it's more or less uh, lined up that he's going to wind up with MVP. Um, Jersey All-Pro Light Heavyweight Championship. You got Joey Janela taking on a champion, Black G's. This is going to be a big matchup. You know, G's could do it all. He's really, um, you know, a solid light heavyweight. Um, dude has been heavyweight champion in CZW and, you know, done his thing all over the world. Um, Joey Janela is an up-and-coming dude who is just tearing it up everywhere he goes. So I think this is going to be a really big matchup, and, um, you know, they should absolutely kill it. Um, Matt Hardy versus Azriel. This is another one that I think was supposed to be a long time coming, where uh, Azriel wanted it for a while, and um, they wound up, uh, you know, getting this together. Jeff Hardy will be in his corner. Um so, yeah, that, that's going to be pretty big. Um, 
happening. We'll see. You got the best of the light heavyweights, which is always a really big match on their uh, their anniversary shows. And this year it's going to be Shane Strickland, Steve Scott, David Starr, Leo Rush, Lance Inouye, and uh, Arcadia. And, um, you know, it's going to be some fast-paced shit, and uh, these guys are going to kill it out there. Um, you got the intergender tag team match of a uh, world's cutest tag team of Joey and Candice versus Chris Dickinson and Heidi Lovelace. That should be pretty big, man. Um, and then you got um, Kimberly versus Shelly Martinez. There's a lot of personal stuff between these two. There's a lot of heat. This is this is going to be a lot more intense if people just think this is your standard, you know, uh, space filler women's match. There's going to be a little bit of, uh, you know, real real shit going on here. So, um, you know, I mean, they're, you know, professional wrestlers. So I'm not, you know, saying that, you know, I'm not trying to speak for either one of them, but um. This, this should be a pretty intense encounter. Uh, and then you got, you know, some old-school Jersey All-Pro stuff and Grim Reaper and Danny D'Amato one-on-one. So, I mean, you got nine matches right there lined up. And then, um, you know, who knows what else is going to go on. Um, general admissions, 30 bucks. you know, maybe a little bit more than some of your other general admissions. But look at the card that you got lined up there, and uh, it's going to be well worth it. They're also doing a convention, uh, like autograph signing type deal. If you, it's five thirty, the doors open for that, and then uh, I think it's eight o'clock bell time. They're doing a raffle with the uh, uh, replica NXT belt signed by all sorts of dudes. Um, tons of shit, man. You got to be out there, man. If you're a fan of of uh, East Coast wrestling, if you're on the East Coast, uh, I only say really East Coast because just saying within reason as far as travel. But if you're a guy who attends shows in Jersey, Philly, you know, New York, you got to make this show. This isn't one of these optional things. You got to make this show. Um, you know, whoever's working the uh, the um, House of Hardcore shows, and I think it's in New York or some shit, uh, you know, Whatever, man. You know, I can't hate on guys who are already booked to do the show, the workers and stuff like that, but that motherfucking crowd should be empty. Because for Fat Frank, man, you pack this fucking building, you tear the fucking house down in Rawway. You know what I mean? This shit is going to be intense, man. And I'm so fucking honored to, that I'm going to be shooting ringside pictures for this. Um, my nerves are on fucking edge, man, because... I mean, the talent, the emotion, everything else, this is just going to be an amazing, amazing fucking show. So, um, see everybody out there, you know, fucking introduce yourself, whatever. You know what I mean? All right. So, um, so that's that. Like I said, I'll talk a little bit more about that towards the end of the show. Um, let me see. I got my fucking notes here. Well, my fucking iPad fucking brings the notes up. I don't know why everything in my life just goes fucking slow. Um, so anyway, I uh, went back to the gym this week, and, uh, you know, I was really, really happy to do that. I got back in the gym on Saturday after almost Sunday would have been two weeks out of the fucking gym. It was driving me absolutely fucking bananas. I um, couldn't fucking manage, man. But my back was just, like, so, so fucking twisted. And, um, you know, my shit was like I was leaning to the side without trying to, you know what I mean? And it was hard to, like, function, you know, just as far as your normal, like, 
sitting, standing, like all that shit hurt, like bad. So, you know, to, to start putting weight on it, real, real bad idea. You could really injure yourself even worse that way. And like I said, the, the pain on just normal function shit was fucking pretty intense. So um, just trying to power through my work days and shit like that, um, you know, do everything I was doing there. A lot of chiropractic, finally got my shit straight. And, um, yeah, so now I'm working back into the gym, doing a little bit gradual, but, you know, either way, I was able to get in there Saturday, uh, got in there again Monday, um, going again tomorrow, you know what I mean? Like, I just, uh, I went to the chiropractor again yesterday, just trying to get it all right, you know what I mean? Because I knew the next thing up on my gym list was pretty much go back at the same shit that hurt me. And, um... So that that's that's right up on the agenda now. So uh so wanna make sure shit was straight because you go in there with the shit crooked and put some weight on it and you wind up really uh, doing some damage. But I'm really happy to be back in there, man, because um that's I mean, it shit drives me. I, I absolutely need physicality. Um it's you know, it's my new addiction more or less as far as uh you know, what I used to do trying uh, translated into what I do now for the past over two years now. So, um, you know, I'm glad to be back in there and I'm just, you know, trying to not really take it fully easy, easy, but I'm um, just get myself gradually in there, get the muscle strengthened back up and really fucking go full force, you know, um, you know, within the next two weeks, be doing everything to the fullest extent that I ever did. And, and more, you know what I mean, because I continue to just get stronger. I'm not I'm not playing fucking games. This is my off season. I, you know, you want to train harder than you do in the fucking on season. So that, that's what's up. Um, these motherfuckers, man, the the Starbucks shit is, is is out of control, man. Everywhere I see these fucking cups, this that, all the everyone's mad about the goddamn cups. Um, so I have a couple. First off, uh, I had Starbucks tonight, and um, I, I just threw my cup away. Uh, and so it really didn't hold any sentimental value to me. I really didn't give a fuck what was printed on it. Um, so that, that, I mean, that's, that's one thing. Um, funny thing is I'm standing there. I go there today and man, I walk up there. One dude, big fat dude, suspenders, his eyes are kind of bugging out of his head and shit. Nice dude. But, um, he's standing there in front of me. And then off to the side, there's another dude who's in, like, a like business suit type shit, right? They're helping the dude on the right in the suit. Apparently, there's some discrepancy with he had a Starbucks card, and they had mischarged it or gave him back the wrong amount of Starbucks card change or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And now there's three employees staring at this fucking card and the fucking receipt on the counter going, all right, well... If we reload it at twenty bucks and then and then we deduct the two fifty from it, no, I thought it was twelve fifty and when we gave him four fifty and then and like just throwing all these crazy fucking numbers and doing all this this retarded math, and there's three of them, and they're all coming up with different numbers and shit like this, and my man in front of me is just looking he's turning around and looking at me like, you gotta be fucking kidding me like like we ain't even fucking standing there. Like, the line is getting a little bit longer as we sit there, and the three of these motherfuckers are doing, like, like a like a group fucking, uh, they're doing some kind of tag team math, you know what I mean? Like, they're broken off into, like, a study group, 
and they're doing motherfucking math on the counter with this fucking thing. Three of them. And uh, just just this shit. And um, he's like, what the fuck? And uh, so he's like, man, I just want to get uh, a gift card. Like, what's what's the lowest I could put on? He's like, I just want to, like, you know, more or less buy someone a cup of coffee. So I like, oh, yeah, like, you know, $5 or whatever. And uh, so he's like, all right, yeah, let me get a $5 card. So he's like, you know, like, all right, well, the cards are free, but you pay $5 or you pay the money to put on it, and then you got to activate it online. He's like, so I buy it online, or what, what, are, what are you talking about? They're like, no, no, So then, like, they, they don't even answer his question. They go back to doing their fucking, their their math team problem. And uh, now they're over there doing this shit. He turns around and looks at me again, like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And uh, so it feels like forever goes by. They're still working on this shit. Finally, he gets his shit. He gets his $5 gift card. He turns around and says to, <laughs> says to me, please tell me I'm dreaming. And I said, nah, man, and I was like, well, wish me luck and shit, because I just want to fucking coffee. So, and the whole time, I got this big-ass smile on my face, because in my mind, I just keep thinking, that motherfuckers are mad about cups. You got this type of shit going on in front of you, and motherfuckers are mad about cups at Starbucks. Like, they should be mad at this type of bullshit, right? Um, So, I'm just standing there like, what the fuck? I finally get her to fucking pay attention to me, and then it's like, all right, well, let me get the, you know, the dark roast fucking with the two shots of espresso in it and shit. Generally what I get. And, um, so she starts pouring fucking medium, or, uh, yeah, medium roast or whatever. So I'm like, man, I said dark. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So now she does it again and shit and gets me out of there. But it's like, all this fucking talk about cups, and you got this kind of bullshit going on when you go to get a fucking coffee. Shit's crazy. And I mean, there's a lot of other shit to be mad about. Now, here's the other thing I can say about this. Now, I'm not outraged. I'm generally not outraged. About, I think people who are outraged about all this different type of shit don't have jobs. And if they do, I don't think they have to work that hard. I really feel like their job is it could kick it up a notch, you know what I mean, and put a little more on those motherfuckers' shoulders. Because if you're outraged or on any of this type of shit, like most of the shit that's on the news, you don't have enough of your own shit going on. That that's just my opinion. But I will give you my opinion on the dumbing down of Christmas, so to speak, and and the you know it is part of this fucking political correctness, but. It's crazy because it's not, you know, there's a certain there's a certain level of political correctness, which I understand. And if it's if it's to protect, you know, a certain certain person or certain group of people from being, you know, uh, shut out of something, you know, but for the most part, that's not the case. It's not the case where it actually negatively affects somebody. It's just motherfuckers' feelings that everybody wants to be the greatest and everyone wants to be the center of attention. And that that's what it becomes. So, you know, it attacks comedy. It attacks all sorts of different things that were normally commonplace and completely fine. But again, when people don't have anything to fucking do with themselves, they start obsessing about little minor details that they're now convinced really upset them. But come on, man. So... It's become like a problem to say, like, 
Christmas or Merry Christmas or any of that type of thing. Now, let's let's, let's just go real quick into the whole Christmas thing. All right, obviously there's, you know, Jesus Christ and all of those, uh, that stuff, and that's, you know, the root of Christmas. But let's put religion aside because a lot of what Christmas becomes is the togetherness, the family, the happiness, the um, the spectacle, um, the festivity of it, you know what I mean, the lights. the And there should be a lot of joy and cheer and shit like this, you know what I mean? should be a certain time of season where everybody kind of comes together. There should be some kind of warmth, and, and it really just becomes like a festive time of year. There's Jewish people that still celebrate Christmas, maybe not even so much as like a whole all-out type thing, but doing the lights and doing the thing, and because there's a lot of it that's like an attractive type thing. I've seen a lot of people that don't actually, um, you know, aren't Christian or aren't, you know, Catholic or any of that stuff, and they they celebrate Christmas. You know, they put up a tree, put up some lights and shit like this. And how many people overall celebrate Christmas that aren't really religious at all? So to me, it becomes more it's supposed to be more of a time of happiness and togetherness and, and, and that type of thing so when it becomes that you have to hide the fact that it's even going to be christmas because god forbid someone who isn't of the religion that should be celebrating christmas would get offended that you didn't mention their shit then it, that, that's some bullshit motherfuckers just need to be told like suck a dick you know what i mean Oh, oh, you're offended by Santa Claus? Good, suck a dick, all right? You know what I mean? We got a whole different Santa around back. You can go suck a dick. We got a, you know, with Santa for the kids up front. He's a real nice guy. He'll listen to all the things about the toys. He'll, um, you know, he'll give you a candy cane. He'll give the kid a candy cane, take some pictures, all that. We got this other big rough motherfucker around back that's straight out of prison. That's That's the Santa for the people who can't handle it, and you can suck a dick with that guy. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, not that that's a perfect solution, but that's more or less what needs to be set up. I've seen some shit where in these malls, they're trying to more or less hide Santa and shit. They got, I, I saw this shit where the uh, the Simon malls, a lot of the Simon malls, they got, like, him, like, sequestered in some kind of little, like, digital igloo-looking shit with no Christmas trees because they're trying to stay on a low. And they got some, like, fluorescent light-type shit that looks kind of like a stripper a stripper joint. And um, and it just kind of got it, like, lit up, but not really, like, Christmas. Kind of like a down-low fucking light show Christmas. Like, come on, man. Cut the bullshit. Like, Christmas is not some disrespectful shit to nobody. You know what I mean? Like, it, it it's fucking crazy. And, and, you know, when you look at a, it's it's generally, it's not even... It's the PC police. It's not like Jewish people are in an outrage about all this Christmas we're talking. It's not like Muslim people are in an outrage about Christmas. No, it's the fucking PC police. I don't even know what fucking religion these motherfuckers are, but they're the people who want to be offended to be offended, and then they raise their motherfucking flag to the highest mass until motherfuckers follow them and go, okay, maybe you're right. Maybe we'll dumb it down. And and, and everybody just fucking runs with their tail between their legs and adjusts shit accordingly to make everybody fucking happy. And it's bullshit. Stand your motherfucking ground. You know, like some of these mo- crazy motherfuckers with guns are like, stand your ground law. Kill a motherfucker on your law. No, no. Stand your ground with your goddamn Christmas tree and your fucking lights and your Santa Claus and shit. 
and, and, and just fucking enjoy yourself. You know what I mean? We don't need to start fucking Christmas, you know, October, fuck it, or November 1st. I mean, let, let's, you know, get that out there, too, that, you know, we don't necessarily need to fucking extend Christmas as, like, a two-month holiday. It seems like that's what's going on now, but, um, you know, whatever, man. Whatever makes fucking people happy. If if what makes people happy is fucking somebody else's happiness up, then your happiness can go fuck itself. You know what I mean? Like, again, around back with the, with the grizzly Santa and shit. Not not up front with the motherfuckers who are trying to have a good time. Like, get the fuck out of here. You know? I mean, I don't know why. It, it's, it's so fucking taboo to tell a motherfucker, get the fuck out of here. You're, you're being ridiculous. You know what I mean? You're not going to shut down Christmas. Get the fuck out of here. You know? But like I said, I'm not outraged about anything. It's just my thoughts on it. You know, I'm constantly here like, oh, well, this guy went a little too far. Or this guy said the wrong thing. Or he didn't include this in his sentence. Fuck you. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's just so much of this shit day in, day out. It constantly goes on. And it's just fucking relentless, man. Like, no matter what, everybody's got to be offended about some kind of shit. Just it just doesn't fucking stop. So um, yeah, that that's just my thoughts on the on the little bitch ass star cups and Starbucks cups and all of this shit. Like I said, Starbucks should give you they give you a lot more shit to be fucking mad about than the goddamn cups. You fucking you go there often enough. I like their coffee and shit, but um, you go there often enough, man. Fucking service should piss you off, not the cups. But all right, I'm going to play a track real quick, come back, and uh, hit up some other topics real quick. You know, just a little solo show tonight, run across some shit. All right. Hip-hop started in the Bronx. Shout out to Staten Island. This is New York City. You got to show respect to cats in Brooklyn, Harlem, Queens, everywhere out here. This is our city. It's our town. This is where we from. This is hip-hop. Speak the wrong words, man, and you Right back at you, baby. The girl is called Respect. Prodigy, Papoose, Ray Corn, and Chef. Shout the suits on the track. G-Fella, what up? The capital of planet Earth. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. That means New York is the toughest, the roughest, the hardest, the wildest. Tretch said the craziest. I hear a few new rappers popping crazy shit. I spank your baby ass. Don't play with me, kid. Talk about turn up. Nigga, you turn up missing. Turn up dead. Yeah, what's that bullshit you said about? Think I give a fuck about it? Get your hood passport revoked. That's not valid. You not legit. See, now I got shown by some gangster shit. Speak the wrong words, man, and you will get sucked. And we can see you on. K-Slate and Drama King in the building. The mixtape. Shadow of the sun. Y'all know what it is. Shut for the street. You don't fuck with the street. This mixtape is not for you. Go that way. Suckers. I'm coming for you. Hitting every one of your crew To us it's just another dead body Nothing is new The animals need something to chew Just cause you read the art of war Don't mean you can bring your son to the zoo My work got the customers lying I live a clean life Man I spent so much crack I get the fiends hype Niggas asking questions and beef Like what it bees like You can't fit a gun in your pants Nigga your jeans tight They send me up no I'll probably be the type To escape from Clinton By crawling through a steam pipe 
Smith and Wesson. More slugs than slow snails, got the best weapon. I ain't talking about hotels, always been a bitch. Something happened, you go tell. Her when you was little, you used to polish your toenails. You got raped in the shower, you said the soap fell. Before you shoot him, put the gun in his mouth, he won't be yell. wrong words, man, and you will get sucked. I got the wild style, always been a foul child. Waving checks, rolling L's up. The thoroughest creatures come through breacher. Pine cone blunts, holding ones. Ain't no money there with skates. Check out the features, beat the fleekers. The guns is all chrome, keep it secret. Dice games and whips, spraying art against your tomato darts. The L chapels walk through black moats and kangos. Yeah, a lot of money, breathe slang though. All for the fame, we famous now with hangovers. Tubs of ice, get fresh market an icon with elegance inside of a flight bomber. International political ask of you, I'm like cash robot. There's no war, don't piss me off. Meet the gorillas, the chinchillas dressed in all navy with villains. 50G oven, sipping tequila. I'm like the sneaker dawn with millions surrounding the globe. Eat a cartel, don't ever try to front, we killing Speak niggas. the wrong words, man, and you will get touched. I got the wild style. Can't building. Straight Step Magazine, that's how we do this shit. Okay, we about to jump into another exclusive. That's my nigga Nori. Seek loose style P. Sammy J on the hook. Produced by Stan the Man. Let's go! So, yeah, um, it was shit right there. Um, so, you know, we're going to talk more about CZW um, next week. Um, they did their show over there in Ohio um, because, um, you know, they they didn't do anything as far as iPay-Per-View or actually putting it out there to the world. I don't know why they can't do, like, a delayed fucking iPay-Per-View where they tape the goddamn show and maybe two, three days later the shit's on, online, you know, available. Um, you would think they would do something like that, but, but no, not so much. Um but yeah, lot lots more CZW based stuff uh, next week. Uh, definitely a little little teaser on that. But oh, DJ Hyde, fuck you. Oh, there it goes. DJ Hyde, uh, so, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, twice. Um, so yeah, man. Um, some some more about that to talk about. But um, another thing that you know I would have got out last week, but um, again I didn't do the show. Um, this this whole this whole thing about police brutality and this and this and you know there's there's a lot of cases where you know there is there is police brutality out there but there's also some some overhyped bullshit that goes on that you know everybody wants to be bad everybody wants to be a bad motherfucker but then they also want to turn around and cry foul. And, and they want to, you know, put their tail between their legs and and act like bitches every time some shit happens. For instance, this fucking video with the chick getting flipped upside down in her fucking desk. Let, let, let's fucking run this goddamn situation down. Because everybody sees this fucking thing, most people see this fucking thing, and they just go, how dare that cop, fucking white motherfucker, how dare that, you know, oh, he, he fucking, he's racist, and he didn't need to flip her upside down. Okay, all right, all right, here we go. So here's here's what happens from the start. 
She's in the classroom with her fucking cell phone out. She's not supposed to do. Teacher tells her, hey, you know, put the cell phone away. Nah, fuck you. I mean, she tells her something along the lines, go fuck yourself, right? Okay. Come on. Like, you got you got to put the cell phone away. Nah, go fuck yourself. It's not going to happen. And you go to the principal. Nah, nah, go fuck yourself. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not going anywhere. Okay. So now they call the fucking principal into the classroom, which is some rare shit, man. At least, you know, from when I was a kid, and I was bad, man. I used to do a lot of dumb shit and get a lot of trouble and shit in school. But, like, if they told you to go to the principal, you still wind up going to the fucking principal. You wouldn't be like, yeah, go fuck yourself. You go get, I mean, like, I mean, what's the end game when you're just going to stand there, you know, at stalemate? You're just going to have a showdown with your fucking teacher where you don't fucking do shit. So, so this is what happens. So then the principal comes down to the classroom to tell her the same shit. You know, put the cell phone away. Nah, fuck you. All right, you know, you got to get out of the classroom. No, no, I'm not going anywhere. Fuck you. All right, so now we got to call in the officer. We got to call in a police, you know, a police officer. Because just saying the shit ain't enough. Now, I mean, if you really, really fucking legitimately feel that there's no, that a police officer can't put their fucking hands on you. I mean, if you really legitimately feel that, I think you're retarded. I do. Because there's a certain amount of shit supposed to happen at that point. The girl is just supposed to take the class hostage and more or less be like, I'm going to sit here and be a dickhead, and you motherfuckers can't do shit about it. You can't remove me. You can't do shit. You can go fuck yourself. i am be on my phone, and and I don't care who you bring in this classroom. This is where I'm going to be at, and no matter what goes on in the rest of this class, you, you're trying to teach, doesn't matter. You want me to leave, doesn't matter. None of that shit's going to happen. So according to a lot of these fucking people on Facebook, that there's nothing you can do. You you have no right to physically remove. I think that's bullshit. I think that's absolute bullshit. Like if the cop pulls you over in your fucking car and they have some kind of um, probable cause, which, you know, probable cause is just as much as like, I don't like the way you're looking at me. You're looking kind of nervous. Get the fuck out of the car. You know what I mean? Now, in that situation, if you ain't got shit going on, even if you do have shit going on, most motherfuckers will get out the car. Here's an experiment. Try not getting out the fucking car. And tell them to go fuck themselves. And then just just hold your ground on, on that stand. Yeah, go fuck yourself. I'm not getting out of shit. See how long it takes for them to pull you out of the car and see how gently they pull you out the fucking car. See, that's the thing. Like, people tend to, you know, well, not... Normal motherfucking members of society don't think this way, but a lot of people seem to think that you can just do whatever the fuck you want with cops, and they're supposed to just, they're supposed to kiss your ass and and somehow gently guide you into the right decisions that you refuse to fucking make. So, finally, the cop is like, all right, and if you look at how he grabs her and shit, he tries to kind of like grab her by an arm and like, Kind of like the, like he try, tries to just like grab like her pants a little bit and to try like, because you know those those desks with the fucking attached to a chair shit. I don't think that shit is meant for like to physically remove someone from it. Those things aren't like, 
those things aren't like super stable or like weight balanced for fucking a lot of action. You know what I mean? Like those things have always been awkward as fuck. You know what I mean? Like you even have to do like a, a wild kind of like half a squat and slide over move just to get into the motherfucker. I mean, they're not just like a, like a normal fucking thing. So to remove somebody that don't want to be removed from some shit, I don't know, man. Again, I'm not saying it couldn't have been handled better, but this is the type of shit you open yourself up to if you act like a complete dickhead. That I mean, it, it really is. Like, you know, if you got a kid that comes home and be like, yo, cop fucking flipped me upside down at my desk and fucking slammed me on the floor and shit, oh, okay, well, the parent goes, well, you know, well, well, why did that happen? Well, I told the teacher, the principal, and the cop to fuck himself, and then I don't know what happened next. Shit got wild. Well, fucking, I could point out a couple things you did wrong leading into that. You could be the type of bitch-ass parent that goes, we're getting a lawyer right away. Like, you know, not worry about what the fucking kid did wrong. Worry about how your kid is acting like a fucking animal. No, let, let, let's actually focus on the cop is, is so out of line that, you know, we need, to, we need to get the fucking lawyer. We need to get some money out of this. Bullshit, man. And, and that that's the thing, man. So... He gets, he gets like, the fucking desk fucking flips. And when he, he put his hands on her to try to fucking get her out of there, her fucking arm flailed up and started punching him in the head and chest and shit. You try assaulting a fucking officer, you're going to get fucked up. I don't care who you are. I don't care race, size, gender, any of that type of shit. You start throwing blows when they put your fucking hands on them. You're lucky you don't get fucking shot, tased, fucking hit with one of them sticks. I mean, you get fucked up fucking with a cop like that. But again, all these pussies on the fucking uh, the Facebook and the newspapers and the news and all this type of bullshit, they want to scream foul because God forbid that that shit goes down that way. I'm I'm telling you, man, my kids won't act like that. And a lot of people say, oh, everybody says it won't be their kid. No, it won't because my kid wouldn't tell three different forms of fucking authority in a row. My kid wouldn't run a disrespect gauntlet and be like, yo, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you, you know what I mean? Like, kid's not about to do all of that. It's not happening. Like, even me, like, I was on some bullshit as a kid. And I would tell the teachers, yo, fuck you, I ain't doing shit. But if they told me, okay, you're fucking out of here, I got the fuck up and got out of there. I didn't sit there and be like, well, what the fuck, you going to take me out of this motherfucker? I mean, come on, man. How how far do you think you can really stand your ground where nobody has the right to get you out of there? I mean, other kids and shit are supposed to be learning, supposed to be doing the school thing, and you're supposed to just be able to stand your ground and, like I said, kind of hold the class hostage and shit. So she's throwing blows, the fucking desk flips. Obviously, he's not just going to let her fucking run around the class at that point. He's got to dive on her, like the fucking, and I guess, you know, take her into custody or whatever the fuck he was doing. So, again, was it rough? Yeah. Shit gets rough when you fuck around with the cops, man. It does. It it just fucking does. I mean, you could, you could turn on whatever fuck, uh, FX or whatever fucking channel to play cops all the time and watch a bunch of motherfuckers getting roughed up because they ran, they made a quick fucking move, they did some kind of dumb shit, they fucking try to pull their arm back when you fucking try to put their hands behind their back. You see motherfuckers get slammed all day. But as soon as that shit happens, you know, in different situations, they just paint it as racist and call it a day. I saw another video where there's this, this uh, younger black kid, and uh, he's like 
probably like mid-teens or some shit like this. And there, there's an older dude. Uh, he looks like he, he's some kind of like I don't I don't know the dude's job. He looks like some kind of school security. He's got to be like in his thirties or forties or something. Um, and, and twice the dude's size. Uh, white dude. All right. So he fucking he's standing there or whatever, and the kid comes up and slams the shit out of him on the ground. Like just fucking like like grabs him. They tussle a little bit, and the kid slams him. The kid jumps on him and starts ground pound, ground and pounding the shit out of him, punching the shit out of him, punching, punching, punching. Eventually, the dude is able to get himself up. You know what I mean? He's able to get himself back up and at least back the kid down. That dude didn't take a fucking swing. That dude didn't slam this kid on the ground. Like, honestly, he should have. To protect himself, he should have put that kid the fuck down. Because, I mean, but I guarantee you if that happened they would have called racism like a motherfucker. If that kid got his face broken for punching a, a, a fucking grown man in the face over and over and slamming him on the ground and shit, if that kid wound up with some his fucking arm broke or, or some kind of shit, they would have called racism all fucking day. They would have went in this fucking dude's past and tried to find where he fucking didn't didn't smile at all the black people he saw. They would have, They would have tried to find some kind of shit where maybe he rooted for a team that had a white pitcher instead of the other team with the black pitcher. They would have they would have tried to find some kind of shit. They they just would have. Like maybe he played with you know, um you know, he played with, with um with Ken in fucking um in Street Fighter more often than he played with fucking um Balrog and shit. So so that's racist. You know, I mean you know, he, he never picked Jackson Mortal Kombat. He was always on some, you know, a Johnny Cage shit. Yeah, I mean, like, they would have found some reason why this fucking dude was racist because the kid got his arm broke getting slammed under him or some shit. But bottom line is, is when it comes down to these motherfuckers acting wild, and I'm not talking about, like, any specific color or anything like this, but it, this does seem to be the theme where every time... You know, someone, okay, a black kid goes fucking crazy, goes on some crazy bath salt rage type shit, and then you, how the fuck are you going to be trained as, as some kind of authority officer or whatever to just handle a fucking a wild animal? You know, whether it be a white dude that's on some fucking bath salt type shit or a black dude or or anybody else that's on some bath salt shit. That's on some fucking zombie shit where they're just rampaging, you know what I mean? Where you can't stop them, and now you're supposed to use some kind of specific method of not hurting them at all and shit like this. I mean, it's just, it's crazy, man. And motherfuckers need to learn how to act. Because if I think if you act fucked up around cops, you act fucked up around some kind of authority, and you wind up hurting the process, or even killed, man, you brought that shit on yourself. You you can bring up all the fucking lawsuits you want, but I know certain shit that I ain't going to do around a fucking cop because I think there's a good chance where I'm going to get fucked up if I do try some dumb shit. And that, again, that's not a color thing. That's just an action thing. But, you know what I mean? Like, if it's the other way around, it, it, it's just, oh, I saw a fucking video by the same fucking person who was outraged that, um cops slammed the fucking kid. I've seen another video that the same fucking dude post where a black teacher pulled his fucking belt off and started whipping fucking students in class. Can you imagine if that was a fucking white teacher? What kind of slavery shit that would have been called? 
come on, man. And he was hailing him like, that's a good fucking teacher. That's how you handle business. Homie, I mean, come on, man. Which is it? Which is it? I mean, you know, it's it's some wild shit. There's some motherfuckers acting dumb as shit out there. There just is. And if my kid goes into fucking school and starts taking fucking swings at teachers and telling everybody to fuck themselves and some shit happens to them, I got a lot more questions about what the fuck is wrong with them than I do what's wrong with the teacher. If my kid is acting the right way and something happens to them, then we got a problem. But if you're walking way in the wrong direction, if you're doing all the wrong shit and something happens to you, how is that someone else's fucking fault? I'm sorry, man. There's there's definitely some cops that, that'll take it a little too far. But, I mean, if you look back in the day, you know, when fucking cops were, you know, I mean, the technology wasn't this high, anything like this, all those boxy-ass cars and shit like this. If you, you got in some kind of fucking chase with a cop, you know, and, and fucking down the one-way street on the other way and risking lives and this and that, and they caught up to you, they might punch you in the fucking face just for risking their lives, you know what I mean? And that was just some shit, like, that wasn't next thing you know, you're off of your fucking stolen car conviction, you're in court and shit like that. Was it right? No, but, but hey, man, you know, when you're on the wrong side of the fucking law, you don't always get treated the right way. So I don't know if that's the best way to fucking find your justice and find, you know, uh, the correct way for the law to be treating you is when you're you're running the fucking wrong side of the law. I mean, you, you're kind of stacking against the deck against yourself to get proper treatment and to be, you know what I mean? There, There's some minor shit that gets turned into major shit by cops. And I'm not saying that there's no police brutality or there's no need for um, some correction within, um, you know, abuse of authority or that type of stuff you know, from cops, but there, there's not a lot they could fucking do if you just go full fucking rampaging fucking bath salt fucking monster on them and shit. I mean, it's just, and you know, like that kid that got flipped in the fucking desk. Again, this is just one example, but the shit happens all the fucking time. People get shot, people get this, people get that from the cops. And Hey man, like, rarely do you see it happen because they were doing nothing wrong or they were minding their business or they didn't fucking mouth off or they didn't do that. And again, it doesn't mean that, Hey, you say the wrong thing to a cop. You deserve to get the shit kicked out of you. I'm not saying something like that, but again, you start resisting, you start doing this, you start telling them, you know, you know, the law, you know, this, you know, that, how does that shit ever work out for anybody? Have you ever seen a situation where, you start going, fuck that, I know my rights, fuck that shit. And the cops go, you know what, you're right, you do know. Have a nice night, guy. Oh, fuck, you got me this time. I guess, uh, should I go fuck with somebody who doesn't know their rights? Thanks for thanks for the heads up, buddy. I'm, I'm good. Uh, I'll talk to you later. You know, I mean, when does that ever fucking work out? Like, you're looking to fucking scrap with this cop? Come on, man. It's, it's just crazy. It's just absolutely crazy, and I just... Uh, there's a certain fucking line. You, you play a role, man. Pretend to respect motherfuckers' rules or whatever the case is, whether you do or you don't. Play the fucking role for the couple of minutes you got to deal with them and keep it moving. Uh, there's no reason for you to engage with fucking cops and, and really try to get in there and tell them how shit's going to go. I mean, <laughs> you're looking for fucking problems, man. So, I don't know. Uh, it's just my opinion because the shit keeps coming up and, and we get 
you know, story after story after story. And like I said, there's a lot of bad shit that goes on, but I, I don't feel like um, citizens are doing their part to keep the shit from going on. And you could, you could, you know, start up all the rallies. You could stand outside the motherfucking police precincts. You could pick it. You could do all of that shit you want, but. I think people acting fucking right and parents fucking teaching their kids the right way to be is a way, way better way to keep people fucking safe out there than trying to fix every single cop and shit. Uh, That's just my opinion. Like I said, the girl who got flipped in the fucking desk, 16 years old, two years away from being an adult, and then she's out there doing whatever the fuck, and... I had heard, too, that um, she supposedly was in some kind of foster program, that she was orphaned and shit like this. Again, I mean, it comes back to the parents, man. Unfortunately, she was in a situation where I guess her parents weren't there or whatever the case is where she was orphaned. So, I mean, it kind of, you know, follows that pattern of no parents teaching her the fucking right way. Okay, now what is authority supposed to do with this kid? You know, I mean, it. It's fucked up, but there's always going to be these situations out there, and you can't let, you know, people just fucking run wild. I I don't know the right way to just completely fix them, but it sure sure isn't just let them take, you know, a whole classroom hostage and tell everybody to go fuck themselves, and then they get to just do that. I mean, it's just, it's fucking crazy, crazy shit. So um, Seth Rollins is fucking out for like nine months. Nice segue, right? <laughs> Smooth. Um, Seth Rollins is out for like nine months and shit, I heard. Uh, he blew his fucking knee out on a house show. I saw the shit he went to do like a sunset flip power bomb when he sunset flipped. He um, fucking blew his knee out. And the fucking dude still picked up fucking Kane and took two steps and power bombed him through a fucking table before he collapsed and fucking tore all the shit in his knee. Fuck, man, that that sucks, man. The dude was on such a fucking tear and really getting, um, you know, so, such a high push. And it really seemed like they were, you know, trying to give him the long, long run. Um, so I, that's a shame, man. Um, there's a lot of injuries, and a lot of people have been talking about the amount of injuries and stuff like that lately. I really do think that the athleticism in the WWE has been pushed to a higher level than it had been in the past. And um, I I think that contributes a lot to injuries. Cena's hurt. Um, I think the big show just got hurt or something. But, um, you know, know, there's obviously a lot of injuries going on. Sami Zayn was hurt a while back. Uh, You know, I mean, obviously injuries happen in wrestling, but um, I think it's definitely amped up a little bit more than it had been in the past in the WWE because the physicality is going up quite a bit. Um, speaking of physicality, um, I saw Kana or, uh, I forget what the fuck her name is in, uh, W or NXT, but man, she, um, she, she fucked Cameron up and, uh, she, you know, she had some ill shit and that, uh, I'm really glad to see her definitely going to have a lot of people stepping their game up. And, um, you know, like I said, a lot of these, these pure athletes are really, you know, coming in and stepping everybody's shit up. You know, the amount of stuff that Cena's done physically since the whole uh, indie rush, he's really stepped up and proved. People talk all the shit they want about Cena, but he's stepped up and proved that he could fucking go with anybody. And he, he's been doing that shit. And I give Cena a ton of fucking credit for that. Um, but, you know, he's he's hurt too. Um, so it's a shame. I hope, you know, Seth Rollins gets the same type of um, 
you know, attention push type of shit once he does get back on his feet and everything gets, you know, back to 100%. Hopefully he gets a spot back, you know, is able to really get back up there and get a push again. Um, who knows? Who knows if this is going to, uh, you know, open an opportunity for, you know, a lot of people are saying, I haven't watched WWE for shit, but um, I watched the pay-per-views. That's pretty much it. Uh, a lot of people are saying it's just like a lock. Roman Reigns is going to wind up with the belt now, but I don't know. Some kind of tournament or some shit for it. Um, so I guess we'll see. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much all I had to say about the uh, WWE thing. Um, yeah, let me t- let me play this other track I got here and uh, come back, touch on a few more things, and uh, take it home. Hey yo, it's DJ K, Slay the Drama King, representing Harlem. But I'ma do it for my brothers across the bridge right now. Yo, Fame, where you from? Straight out of Brooklyn, crazy motherfucker named Bankster. Born and raised by the real still gangsters. Got a jitty box, keep the semi cock. It's the I for I, keep that Fetty Wap. You know the Brooklyn boys make the city hot. Hustle OT, set up shop for any block. It's like a scene out of belly if it really pops. Let you pick up the phone and let Trip breathe out. Don't give a fuck though. We still gun ho, more guns than a motherfucking gun show. Bang out on a motherfucker like that. With a cat, we got the whole block on smash. So any up dudes, ain't no telling when I'm down for a jack move. Give it up, cause them boys might slam ya. Bryce Williams style live on camera. Something like a mechanic with the tools. Violate you a goddamn fool. I'm just a crack era, baby, coke coming. We put niggas in the box daily. I'm talking monthly, weekly, yearly. Most of these bitch-ass rap niggas fear me. Cause I'm down with the motherfucking M.O.P. Boy, you can't fuck with me. Straight out of bed stock. Crazy motherfucking name, ain't no. Fuck flying out the shopper like a rainbow. Got the crown now, niggas better bow down. Big shoes on, wear an extra 20 pounds. Yeah, it's round time, money is the bottom line. I fuck that bad bitch on my timeline. Son niggas like my bitch Bertram. Four fifth and my bitch Birkin. Foot Birkin. Hand on the grip, got the fifth jerkin. Hot shells jumping back like the shit Birkin. Is it fair for me to ask y'all niggas who want it? Up to you, bad boy, it's your choice, you call it. It's the choke or the sleeper, the pump or the sweeper. You niggas see God, but you begging for the reaper. No debate now, who run these streets in the hood? They say K.O.P. Straight out of Brooklyn, the wild motherfucker named Pat Poo. From Bainbridge, I wore a triple fat goose. Beef, you could be dead here. Since I was 20, I kept a 16 on me like next year. The coke make your whole tongue numb, you never taste it. So crack in broad daylight, I had to day shift. Ugly ass nigga, the Mac give you a facelift. Charged up back to back, I'm on that Drake shit. I never been a straight hater, but I hate haters. My girl keep the rules underneath a waist trainer. You got the drops, then don't let me get away, player. Cause I'm going straight to the nine, just like an eighth grader. King of New York, I'm Dippin' with the slogan, if I say it's off the rip, that mean I rip the nigga open. Dying. Go in your mouth and follow up. Man, I'd rather vote for Forrest Gump before Donald Ray out of Brooklyn. A young Joe Dillon named Troy, yeah. Uh-huh. Selling girl, but I never got voice day. Out of him food for my girls, everybody eat fat. AJ out the seven, nobody weak fat. Don't own robberies, we're not sneaky. Let's be cash in the Audi, blood on my D. Sells on my feet, sells on the floor. Man, the boy with gas, fuck shells in his dough. If the motherfuckers want to die for the saint, BSB, we are not playing no games. Olympic style hoes, five of them in the frame. Next time we run down with the angels, straight out of Brooklyn. Like I said, it ain't where you're from, it's where you at. And I'm an international nigga. I fuck with everybody everywhere. Hey, yo, murder, where you from? Straight out of Brooklyn, a crazy motherfucking name, murder. I was only eight when I witnessed my first murder. OG shooting in front of the children. It was crack bells in that corner of my building. Whoa. Niggas and niggas pockets, 
my way to school, niggas get shot. Bang, 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 sound like the letter sex bitch. Niggas banging before they eat breakfast. It's gonna be a long winter. Niggas beefing, coming through, shooting the wrong nigga. You know hood niggas ain't got no aim. The Brownfield niggas probably gonna take your chain. Fuck basketball, I ain't had no game. So I dropped out of school to sell cocaine. I was young, looking up to the shooters. Like fuck Michael Jordan, I wanna be like Scooter. Straight out of Brooklyn. No, I got a body on a split. Throw it on a motherfucker, Bosky with the fifth. Two woo to the blood, that poly with the crib. And only bang for the green, ass making sense. Now it's making sense. Money in niggas' mind right. Death date for the haters, this is prom night. Broad day, I'm in the AM, it be on sight. Whole body in the box, niggas go skype. They seen them boys flossing in my town last. Then I put my boys on them for that brown bag. Think everybody a joke, tell them go and laugh. Headshot, how funny do niggas find that? I'm from the borough that eat a nigga alive. And still here, I'm happy I made it to 25. Finally, I'm living for all my boys to die. Grew up in a thorough with Vera, where you reside? Shout out to Brook, nigga. Keep this shit pushed way back. Same nigga you shot, just got his payback. You thought you won, someone's getting his way back. Pops up on you, dancing, say that. Brownsville is the general speaking. And these niggas screaming, fuck the police. I did a job for trying to fuck the police. Big difference, no chuck and I have you missing. No friends, fuck niggas, I'm on a mission. New number, can't call me like luck, listen. You thought your man was a rider. Till he hopped off and ran off that glider. It's lucky dog, I'm that nigga. It's all real here, no play play. Watch me whip, but I can't name that. Yeah, that's ill shit. You know, it's, it's, what's real tight about that video, too, is a lot of it is done in front of the Sean Price mural. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's dope shit, man. Um, I really like that shit. I, I Both of these tracks is off the, the new K-Slate. It's like a shadow of the sun or some kind of shit like this. I always like K-Slate shit. He really keeps it fucking thorough. Um, he's got that old fucking boom-bap mentality and shit. Uh, I always like K. Slade's mixtapes. They don't come out nearly as often, um, and you know he he kind of you know has the problem that a lot of people DJs have is they don't know when to shut the fuck up on the track. They always got to yell their fucking name or shit. I always wish there was just like a DJ shut the fuck up, and it's just like you know drop your name in the beginning of the song real quick, uh, but just kind of shut the fuck up for the rest of the time. You ain't got to like talk about your life through the whole fucking beginning of the song. Uh, shit's crazy, but um, Clue was always the fucking worst, man. I couldn't stand that fucking dude screaming his little bitch-ass voice. Um, he was always annoying as fuck, man. There was, like, hot fucking shit on his fucking uh, mixtapes, man. He would come up with some of the fucking exclusive fire shit, but you couldn't wait to get the fucking same tracks without his fucking voice screaming high-pitched on him all the fucking, man. That shit always drove me fucking crazy. Um, doo-wop was always my favorite I'm actually um, Within the next week or two I'm going to pull some uh, Pull a couple tracks from my favorite joint The uh, doo-wop 95 live Part 2 to bomb diggy uh, I haven't played those tracks In a while Some of, some of the tracks from there But that was my favorite shit man uh, Doo-wop was dope because uh, His voice was way way smoother And shit he had that somewhat of like a raspy voice And um he had uh he, he could flow a little bit too. So he would get on tracks and flow with cats and um his voice didn't fucking get on my nerves the way Clues did. And again he, he kinda had that thorough boom bap type mentality too. I mean back then that was the majority of the shit that was going on was that type of shit anyway. But um but his shit just seemed more thorough to me. Like I think if like 
doo-wop fought Clue like you beat the shit out of him. I just got that feeling like he was just much more of a real dude. You know what I mean? So, um, that, you know, that was my shit. Um, man, in town, they got this shit, man, and, I, and I'm sure it's like this anywhere any of y'all are from, but they built a fucking White Castle in town, and every time they do some shit like this, you for fucking weeks upon weeks, there's just like a line wrapped around this fucking building for this bullshit food all the way the fuck around the building. There's like a belt of cars all the way the fuck around the building and like slow going into the parking lot. You can see like every night of the week, every night of the week you drive by there, it's, it's on some cars wrapped around the building. Like it's like they just invented some new shit. I mean, there's one in Tom's river. That's like, you know, I guess like 20 minutes away or whatever like that. So it's not like this shit was out of reach and, and spoiler alert, motherfuckers. If, you want, and I haven't eaten White Castle in years, but if you want fucking White Castle, there's probably two of them motherfuckers in every one of your towns. You can go into ShopRite or Walmart and go to the fucking freezer section, and, and they got them shits in there, and if you stick them motherfuckers in the microwave and them little boxes they got that, you know, make it so the bread doesn't get fucked up, it tastes exactly the same. This isn't one of those things that, like, they sell some shit in the freezer section that kind of tastes like it. There's no way that that shit tastes any fucking different than them fucking pieces of shit at, at that little fucking punk-ass white building. Same fucking hamburgers, man. They sell them in the fucking freezer section at every fucking store you go to. So I don't know what, what the crazy-ass rush is for these little bitch-ass burgers. And... um they did the same shit. They built a fucking Sonic, which I think was like the first Sonic in New Jersey or some dumb shit. And I wish the rest of these motherfuckers would go under so I could stop seeing them homos on a commercial doing them bitch-ass commercials because I can't stand them. But they had, they had built a fucking uh, Sonic over there uh, up the road and shit a couple years ago. And the same fucking thing, man. Lines around the fucking building. Every time you drive by, there was fucking lines around the fucking building. Lines around the building. And back then, like, I would eat a little bit of fast food. Not like now, I just don't fuck with it. But, um, so I want to see what the buzz was about because I never had that shit. I went there, it was fucking disgusting, man. Like, I think I got, like, an egg sandwich or something. And, and the bread was, like, the bread was, like, it tasted like it was soaked in butter to fucking bread. It was like, what the fuck kind of she wanted to fucking throw up, man? It was, like, so fucking greasy. It's like, you know, you get a fucking egg sandwich. The bread doesn't, shouldn't be like it's fucking, you know what I mean? Like, like it was soaked in butter before they fucking put the egg between it. It was disgusting. So, anyway, I didn't like it. That was the only time I went there. Fucking cars wrapped around that fucking building, wrapped around that fucking building. You know what's up with it now? fucking closed, boarded up, gone. And they built that bitch from the ground up, same as they just did this fucking White Castle. So I don't understand how people go from gotta have it, can't fucking live without it, fucking we'll sit in line for a half hour to 40 minutes just to get the shit to closed, boarded up. It's like, you know, it's crazy little fads or something. I don't know. But it's fucking crazy to see, man. Like, they ain't never had some bullshit before. So, yeah, um... So that, that that's pretty much that. Um, real quick, some football shit. I ain't gonna go too crazy on it because uh, obviously I'm not in a fantastic football mood this season. But um, they benched Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco. Uh, very fucking 
very bittersweet win against the Falcons. Um, because, you know, bottom line is our offensive line has played like shit all year. We had the majority of our team fucking gone last season, including the coach. We had a rookie head coach. Uh, dude was a defensive line coach for us last year. But he's never been a head coach before. So now all of a sudden, head coach for the first time on a completely revamped squad. How the fuck are you going to succeed with that, right? New running back. I mean, he was a you know, backup. He was a rookie last year, but he's, he's our guy this year. Frank Gore, long-time veteran, gone. Long-time fucking veteran, defensive leader, Patrick Will is gone. Wave of the future, fucking Chris Borland, gone. Fucking uh, Crabtree, bust, fucking wide receiver, gone. Um, Mike Iapati, who's a offensive lineman, gone. Anthony Davis, offensive lineman, gone. Fucking, um, I mean, you go down the list. We lost so much of our fucking team. It was ridiculous. So, um, of course, you know, as an op, do some work. However, when we didn't do the fucking work we were supposed to and our offensive line was just letting Cap get fucking killed, all of a sudden, all the heat falls down on Cap. His numbers were comparable to Cam Newton's numbers, and Newton has an undefeated team. Cap had a fucking team with a shitload of losses. But if you looked at the two numbers as quarterbacks, very, very similar they were looking at Cam going, you know, maybe MVP, maybe MVP. And Cap, they were going, we need to bench this motherfucker. So you see, like, the discrepancy is fucking crazy. Now, he was frazzled and he was making bad decisions, but the line wasn't doing no favors. And it just seemed like, oh, and Vernon Davis is gone now, too. He just went to Denver, uh, you know, just before this past week. Um, which he hasn't done shit for us in two years. Uh, he was our guy. He was like a go-to wide receiver at tight end. So you go from being that guy who's a fucking star, a playmaker, a fucking go-to at tight end, which is not, you know, it's not the norm. He was putting in more work than Crabtree was supposed to be a number one wide receiver. And he was our fucking guy, Vernon Davis, Vernon Davis, all day long. This dude was breaking fucking games. So he started having, uh, you know, injury problems, and then he started missing games. But even the games he was in, he was dropping balls. He was completely missing cover, you know, uh, missing routes. He was um, not blocking. Like, there was there's gifts you could see him completely just sidestepping a block and letting him just come and eat Cap alive. Shit is crazy. So, anyway, they bench Cap. They put in Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert seeing a couple wide receivers. He's actually getting some shit going. But, hey, they also moved the fucking offensive line all over the place and shifted things to try to help him. Now, they didn't do that for Cap, but either way, I don't doubt that Cap needed a rest. My problem is this. When they do this, as they catch a couple wins, you know there's no turning back, and Cap's going to be gone. I think it's a shame. I think the guy has a lot of fucking potential still. I think, um, you know, you build that offensive line around him, give him some time, maybe give him, you know, give him some time off the field, on the bench, give him some time to regroup. But I think in this time, they're going to start to learn to live without him, and it's going to become more and more substantial that uh, he's going to be gone next year. Um, there's talks about possibility, you know, them trying to get Matthew Stafford if, if he's not in uh, in uh, Detroit anymore. Which I'm honestly, if we're gonna move on from Cap and we're looking at guys like Stafford, I'm all for Stafford. I really, really like Matthew Stafford. I think he's a solid fucking quarterback. He's a tough motherfucker, man. Real tough motherfucker. And um, I don't know, man, but it, it was real bittersweet watching Blaine Gabbert go out there. Uh, you know, the defensive play, defense played hard as fuck. We had a lot of new guys on the field that, that didn't play previous to that. 
we had a lot of new fucking faces. So, I mean, to just say it's the quarterback switch is kind of crazy. Um, Blaine was doing good. He got whacked one play. They thought he had a concussion. They pulled him out. Cap comes in, plays run play, first play. Second play, he throws over the middle, fucking hits Vance McDonald in the goddamn hands. Vance McDonald drops the fucking ball, fucking incomplete pass. They go, oh, Blaine Gabbert's good. Put him back in. So they completely fuck with Cap right there. Yeah, I mean, they just toy with his head. Fucking tight end didn't catch the ball. And then the next play, or like two plays later, some shit like that, fucking Blaine Gabbert throws, Vance, Vance catches the ball. So part of me thinks that the team doesn't even want Cap to succeed at this point, and they're trying to push him out. I don't know. But, you know, they he's under contract and all that shit, but um, they can cut him before April, and then they won't owe him any money. Or, you know, they could fuck around, keep him on, and, and, and try to, you know, wheel and deal him. I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. It's going to be a long fucking uh, year and a half for us, I think. Um, going into the next season, we're still going to be looking at a lot of rebuilding going on. The draft's going to be real big for us. Um, I, you know, obviously just continuously interested in what goes on. Okay, uh, a couple things. Bengals beat shit out of the Browns on Thursday. They stay undefeated. Ain't no Bengals, man. Right now, I am fucking team Bengals. You know what I mean? I'm a Niner fan to the death, but um, I always like the Bengals. Number one, they're fucking Tigers, and anybody knows me knows I like fucking Tigers. Um, and uh, they, I always, I felt bad for the Bengals back in the day. Not bad enough where like I didn't want it to happen, but when we beat them back to back Super Bowls and shit, you know, I kind of felt like, oh, you know, hey, good, good try, buddy. You know. I didn't mind, you know, Icky Woods and uh, Boomer Esaias and all that shit. So, you know, I'll, I'll definitely root for the Bengals and shit. Um, obviously, our team's not going to be around come playoff time. Got to root for somebody. So, I'm rooting for the badass Bengals right now. Um, the Panthers stay undefeated, too. They beat the fucking Packers. Now, a lot of people said the Panthers didn't play nobody. Panthers didn't play nobody. They just beat the Packers. Packers were pretty tough, too. They were undefeated as of two weeks ago. So, Something to think about. You know, definitely something to think about. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Patriots stay undefeated. They beat the, the fucking Redskins. The Patriots are just an absolute fucking machine. They got Tom Brady all fucking riled up off of that shit. They, man, fucking crazy. Absolutely fucking crazy. Um, see if there's anything else significant. I, I don't think so. Well, like I said, we we pulled that win, but, man, you know, kind of bittersweet. You know, like I said, Vernon Davis goes over to the fucking Broncos, talks all that shit about, oh, now, now I'm with a team, you know, winning team, this and that. They catch their fucking first loss, Niners get a win. So go fuck yourself, Vernon. Uh, you know what I mean? And then, uh, you know, the thing is, is, you know, I respect the shit out of Vernon for everything he did for us, but, you know, when he moves on and then immediately starts talking shit, like, he wasn't the dude dropping balls, missing blocks, doing every fucking thing wrong that he was supposed to be doing to try to contribute to the team and make them what the fuck they were. All of a sudden, he backs off and acts like it wasn't his, wasn't any part of him. Like, he had no fucking hand in the situation. Like, he was he was doing every fucking thing he could. Yeah, I mean? Fuck out of here. So, anyway, um, real quick with these picks, because I'm doing fucking horribles now. There's no way that anybody who listens to this show is betting money on the shit that I'm saying, because if they are, they ain't listening no more, because I lost them a lot of motherfucking money this season, but check this out. If you want to win some fucking money, I'm going to give you my picks, right? Pick against every one of these motherfuckers. You will win money. If you like free money, 
bet against me because I'm doing fucking horrendous this year. So it's almost a lock that if you go against what I'm saying, you're going to do some pretty good fucking football this week. All right, so check it out. Buffalo with the Jets. I'm going with Buffalo, man. They really bounced back. They look like a team now. They're really um, producing. They beat Miami last week. They um, Miami seemed to be on a roll, seemed to be back on their feet, and Buffalo smacked the shit out of them. And, um, yeah, so I'm going with Buffalo. So you should go with the Jets. Um, Jacksonville at Baltimore. I go with Baltimore at home. Favored by six and a half, but I'm going to go with Baltimore. You already know what you should pick there. Uh, Miami at Philly. Philly's at home. You know, coming off a coming off a win. I think they they won, right? I think they won an OT. And um, yeah, coming off a win. Miami coming off a loss at Philly. Going with Philly. Um, uh, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's favored by four and a half points, but man, Big Ben went down. Uh, they're back to the backup quarterbacks, whether it be uh, Dog Killer or uh, their third string. And uh, I'm going to go with Cleveland on this one. Carolina at Tennessee. Carolina's favored by five and a half points. I, I got to stick with the undefeated teams until they're defeated. I mean, it doesn't make any sense for me to bet against a team that hasn't lost a game. You know what I mean? So, odds are they're going to keep winning games. Obviously, chances are you're going to lose one eventually, but they're winning more than they're losing by quite a bit. You know, they haven't lost a game yet, so you got to keep keep betting with them until they lose. Chicago at St. Louis. St. Louis favored by eight and a half points. I don't like all those fucking points. I'm going to go with Chicago on this one, but I, I don't know. St. Louis uh, with Todd Gurley, man, he's really doing his fucking thing. And um, they might put up those points, but I'm just going to go out on a limb and say Chicago is going to keep that shit at least within point spread. Uh, Dallas at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's favored by a point and a half. I'm going to go with Dallas. Uh, New Orleans at Washington. New Orleans favored by a point and a half. New Orleans is fucking crazy, man. One week, fucking put up seven touchdowns, and then the next week they get beat by the fucking Titans. I don't know what the fuck to do with them, um, but I'm I'm going to go with New Orleans this week. Uh, Detroit at, at Green Bay. Green Bay's favored by 11 and a half points. I'm going to say that Detroit keeps the shit closer than that. Uh, you know, they've been a rivalry and everything else. Uh, I don't know. I, I would just say that Green Bay just doesn't completely annihilate them and keeps it within points. But Green Bay probably wins the game, though. Uh, Minnesota at Oakland. I think Oakland's due for a win at home here. And that's, uh, I'm going with Oakland. Kansas City at Denver. Uh, Denver's favored by six and a half points. I really don't think Denver's anywhere near as good as their record is. Um, I just... I don't know, man. Peyton has played kind of like shit this season, and they only just lost their first game, which just seems just absurd to me. Um, you know, like I said, considering matched their record with uh, Peyton's, you know, Peyton's production is, is, is fucking crazy. But um, New England at the Giants, New England's favored by seven and a half points. Like I said, they're an absolute fucking machine right now, and I'm not betting against um, Arizona at Seattle. Seattle's favored by three and a half points. Uh, they're at home and all that, and I don't give a shit because I really think Arizona's the best team in the NFC West right now. So um, i love to say we are, but that would be crazy delusional. Um, it's not the truth. So Arizona's the team to beat in the NFC West, and I think they go and show Seattle that at Seattle's house. Uh, and then, then next week, 
we go to Seattle's house with our uh, Blaine Gabbard attack, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Houston at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's favored by 10.5 points, and I'd like Cincinnati to win this game and keep their streak going, but I don't know if they win by 10.5 points. Uh, they, they've been able to put up points, and chances are they will. Um, Houston has been getting blown out. You know what? Fuck it. I'll take Cincinnati with all those fucking points and uh, take them to win that fucking game. So, so that that's the fix. And like I said, pay attention real close to everything I just said and listen to none of it. Go against every bit of it. You'll probably have a fucking fantastic week. And uh, that's pretty much it. Um, let me go. Uh, let me see. All right. Let me go back to where I was. This Saturday. This is what's up, man. Do not miss this fucking show. Seriously, I mean, it, it, there's there's not a lot of shit you could be doing better than this. You know what I mean? Fuck it, a house of hardcore. Fuck all that bullshit, all right? Go to that shit on Friday. They're having a Friday and a Saturday show. Go to that shit on Friday and cut the fuck out already, all right? Grim Reaper, Danny D'Amato, Kimberly, Shelly Martinez, Joey and Candace versus Chris Dickinson and Heidi Lovelace. Got G's versus Janella, MVP versus Monster Mac, LAX versus EYFBO, and Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Low Key. Man, show the fuck up. Support this show. Um, pack this fucking house. Blow this motherfucking roof off with crowd noise for fucking Fat Frank, man. This this is going to be uh, a tear it down, tell your fucking kids about this show type fucking event. Oh, uh, Matt Hardy, Azriel, and you got the Bethel Light Heavyweights, Shane Strickland, Steve Scott, David Starr, Leo Rush, Lance Noai, and Arcadia. This fucking show is going to be crazy. You're going to want to fucking be there. You can catch your shit on DVD later on, but the experience live is going to be fucking unmatched by any fucking thing else you're going to see out there. There should be a fucking sign on the door when you get to House of Hardcore that says, turn the fuck around and go to Jersey All-Pro. Because that's what the fuck is going on. And um, that that's it, man. I hope to see everybody out there, Jersey All-Pro. Um, I'll definitely be reviewing the shit out of that show on Wednesday, uh, talking about the upcoming CZW show um, for next weekend. I don't know if they're going to put up any iPay-Per-View or any of that shit from this past weekend show. Who fucking knows? Um, I don't know. But, um, but yeah. Like I said, uh, go out there, support this motherfucking show, and um, I, like I said, uh, JT Dunn should be on the show uh, soon. We're going to figure it out. Like I said, he had some stuff come up, and uh, we're definitely going to re uh, reschedule that. I'm just not sure exactly when yet, but um, but it's going to happen. I got a good interview lined up as far as uh, you know my questioning and everything else. I think everybody should enjoy it. Uh, you know, it should be a little bit different than what everybody else is doing out there because, eh, you know, you know my feeling on everybody else. But um, is what it is, guys. Um, I'll talk to you next week. All right? Peace. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me.
You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good? You're not good. You just know how to hide. How to lie. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. So say goodnight to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness. 